This is the Steelers Blitz with Wesley Euler and Arthur Motes on your 24-7 home of the black and gold, SNR. It is the Steelers Blitz on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. It's a Thursday here on the show. That means a few things. Chief most amongst them, we like to catch up with our good friend of the show, Mr. Brian Bacco. He covers your Pittsburgh Steelers for the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette. Bacco, it's April 1st, and no, I'm not fooling. It's snowing outside. How are we doing today, buddy? Doing better now. Looks like the snow stopped in my neck of the woods and it's all off the ground. But uh, yeah, that was an interesting development to wake up to this morning. (laughs) Yeah. You know what? It's funny, too, because on Tuesday on the show, Moats and I were laughing like with the Tyson Alu-Alu, I guess you want to call it saga, maybe of originally agreeing to terms with Jacksonville. Hit him with the remix. Hit him with the remix (laughs) and deciding to stay in Pittsburgh. Uh, we were laughing at some of the, like, you know, the comment uh, from Tom Palacero was uh, he just recently built his dream house in Pittsburgh. And there were a lot of, you know, Floridians who were like, well, who builds their dream house in Pittsburgh? <laughs> and so Moats and I were laughing about, like, how people like to brag about where they live is the best place to live. And being a Four Seasons person versus being, a, you know, living at the beach, living in San Diego, living in the Florida Keys, whatever. Uh, where do you come down on this conversation, Mr. Bacco? Because like me, you are Pittsburgh born and bred. But you know what? On days like today, you know, living in South Florida, living in California, it doesn't sound too shabby. Phoenix, Arizona, does not sounding too shabby right now. Yeah, I mean, home is where you make it. And for me, you know, all my family's here. My wife's family is here. So it's, you know, leaving is, is not even up for discussion. But in a vacuum, all things being equal, I mean, I've been to Jacksonville. I was there last season when the Steelers played at the Jags. I'm the type of guy who I'd be fine with. Uh, sun and and summer year round I could do without the snow I I know it's nice for a day or two but uh, I'm cool with you know 70 uh, degrees and and 100 degrees somewhere between there uh, all 12 months out of the year I can respect that. Yeah, I can respect yeah. that. That, that. That sounds about right. That sounds about That's right. That's kind of honestly the set. Like it's like my family's here. Morgan's family's only a few hours away in Philly. If if I tried to move somewhere really far away to warm weather, yeah, we would we would get roasted as well. <laughs> Yeah, and I was about to say, my mother-in-law is moving. She's moving, she's moving to she's Pittsburgh. Moving from Cal- so, yeah. From California to <laughs> so, here, right? so, yeah, I know I'm stuck. <laughs> Mr. Bacco, 17-game schedule. You know what? It, it felt inevitable for a while, but now it is officially official. Uh, your your first reactions, your first thoughts when the news broke earlier this week? Not surprising. You know, this has obviously been, been coming down the pipe for a long time. Um, it, we even kind of knew – based on some reporting that it was going to be the Seattle Seahawks once it got passed and it was going to be in Pittsburgh. So, you know, it's it's going to be interesting to see what players say about that as we get into it. I'm the type, you know, I think most things in sports, whether it's the games or, or even the seasons themselves, are, are too long. Um, but, you know, it's, it's all about the money. And for the NFL, this is going to help the bottom line. To me, it got me wondering – now that the Seahawks are going to be a home opponent for the Steelers, if this is indeed Mr. Roethlisberger's final year, who would be the ideal last team for him to play at Heinz Field? Oh, wow. The Cleveland Browns. Think about th- this is the well, team that knocked them out, though. Remember? Right, you, vengeance. This, this is beautiful. You guys seen How the Grinch Stole Christmas, Jim Carrey? 
What, what's Christmas all Mr. Grinch, what's Christmas oh, all about? Oh, I'm Vengeance. Vengeance. Mr. Roethlisberger, what's this year all about? Vengeance. You know who we end the year with? I gotta have him. Sorry to cut you off there, Mr. Batko. Go on. No, I was just going to say, I think for me, if, if you're making the NFL schedule, if you're you know in the bunker where the, the folks fill those out, now that you've got an extra game, I mean, yeah, the Browns would be a really interesting way for, for Ben to go out at Heinz Field, again, if there's no playoff home game. The Ravens, I think, given the tradition there, would be a, a super interesting Week 18. It's going to take a lot of adjusting to, uh, to remember to say that. But I like kind of where Moses' head was at. If the Seahawks are, or, you know, if that just gets tacked on to the end of the schedule, hmm. that would be, you know, a good storyline considering, you know, his maybe lowest moment at Heinz Field going out with that elbow in hmm. years. You could get a chance to, uh, to kind of go out uh, in a blaze of glory uh, against that same team. I like the, um, the Hollywood storyline there for Mr. Backo. Mm-hmm. Let me float this for you guys, though. Uh, how about a team like the Detroit Lions? They just win by 30 points in Ben's Ben's final home game. How about a team like the Raiders? Historic, have, historic but, rival just kicked the crap out of the Raiders for Ben's final I home mean, game. I mean, we say that, but what happens if that becomes like the Tomlin game? <sighs> that's, a, that's, a, that's a rough way to end it. Chicago, Chicago <laughs> Bears beat the crap out of Andy Dalton for old time's sake <laughs> for the last home game. Yeah. You know what, Mr. Backo? That's an intrigue. We spent, what, most 27 minutes in the opening segment talking about everything around that, and we did not – that's one angle that we did not cover. That's that's good stuff there for that, Mr. That's Backo. That's the astute mind and observation of Mr. That's Brian the, When Backo. you've got the real journalism mind, Motsi, those yes, are the indeed. type of questions you ask. Now, now, Mr. Backo, I'm not a big J journalist. I'm a pretend J journalist, so I'm going <laughs> to ask you a nice question here. But okay. with, the expanded, um, with the expanded season, right, going to 17 games now for the schedule – do you anticipate the NFL expanding rosters as well? I don't know. I mean, they, they did expand it a little bit last year. And, uh, you know, those two extra spots, they, they seem to come in handy. I, I guess it wouldn't hurt to, uh, to give more opportunities to guys out there. But at the same time, I mean, do you really need uh, more than the, the 55 uh, that you have on game day or, you know, technically, I guess, 49 by the end of it? Uh, I don't think, you know, there were quite a few games last year where the Steelers had one or two who didn't play. I would say maybe giving a team an extra quarterback spot might not be a bad idea because, uh, yeah, I mean, you just look at someone like Ben uh, getting up there close to 40. You know, I I don't know if there's going to be load management coming into the NFL like there is in the NBA, but it probably wouldn't hurt to have an extra arm in case you've got fatigue or you're in a blowout or, or vice versa, and you just sort of want another option, and you're able to carry an extra guy like that. That would have been a helmet for Josh Dobbs most of the time last year. Hmm. Very interesting. A lot of, a lot of angles with this, a lot of unanswered questions, certainly. Uh, one that uh, Another thing that Motes and I spent some time discussing that I'd like to get your take on, Mr. Backo, I'm, I don't think that this is going to happen overnight. Um, I don't think that this is going to happen in October. But does it feel like at some point the regular season in the NFL might not hold as much every single game's significance and meaning and magnitude, right? They've already expanded the playoffs last year from 12 teams to 14 teams. Uh, And like I said, this won't happen overnight, but if we get five years, 10 years from now, and let's say it's 16 teams in the playoffs and it's an 18-game regular season schedule, I – I'm not breaking any news here, Brian, right? Like, we all know the NFL is the only major sports league. Every league preaches it, but we know it's just football where truly every game matters. Could you see that changing in the next decade? 
Well, yeah, especially because it's it's not always the case that every game matters. I mean, week 17, every year, uh, you, you've got a handful of games that are uh, meaningless. I mean, maybe they, they have some impact on draft position, such as, uh, what, it was the, <laughs> the Eagles Jets. last year who were, were up in arms about what was going on. But, yep. yeah, you're right. Um, the more that you add to the schedule, uh, the, the less significant and uh, live or die each week feels. Uh, I'm glad the NFL is still – uh, you know, a lot more important week to week than, than the other sports. And, you know, just the toll that football takes on you, you never could uh, play as many games as, as this, the other three major leagues. But uh, I just didn't think it was necessary. It was, I also kind of liked how the, the schedules were, you know, kind of tidy there uh, with the 16 games, how you play one NFC division, uh, you play one whole AFC division, and then you, you pluck a couple teams from the other two in your conference. Now you're just adding an, an extra NFC team if, if you're the AFC, and it's it's a little bit more unbalanced. And, yeah, I mean, it's it's maybe even going to get to an 18-game regular season schedule. To me, guys, the, the one thing that's the silver lining in all of it is less preseason because, let's be honest, it's just it's, it's too much. I know we've talked about this before, but if you can even get it down to two preseason games, I'd be all for it. You know how the NFL is. They're going to make it happen. Yep. Just give it time. They'll make it happen. Now, uh, switching speeds real here, um, the Steelers obviously just signed Kalen Balaj and Rashad Coward, right? So just talk about those two guys and what impact you think these moves are going to have on the rest of free agency and the draft that's upcoming uh, later this month. Definitely more intrigued by Kalen Balaj, especially because of the position that he plays. You know, it's a glamour spot, running back. Rashad Coward, I I think it's just kind of kicking the tires on a potential depth guy like the, you know, the dudes who were in that role more or less last year were like Danny is Adora, uh, hmm. JT Hassenauer at times, just as a, excuse a me, excuse me, Uh-oh. Uh-oh. excuse me, Hassenauer, you know, Hassenauer yeah. from downtown Rashad tired. So that's what it is. <laughs> but, um, you know, with, with Balazs, he's at least a dude that I've heard of. I, I think there is a path for him to, maybe leapfrog the other backs on this roster, but I am not as gung-ho as others are about, oh, they're, they're bringing him with, you know, a role in mind on this team, be it short yardage or, you know, even a, a pass catcher out of the backfield to replace Jalen Samuels. I, I kind of think he's just a guy, but again, uh, it's at least interesting. Uh, it it would have been interesting regardless of which running back they decided to sign. Brian Bacco, our guest here on the Steelers Blitz. He covers the Pittsburgh Steelers for the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette. In the PG today, Mr. Bacco, in your mailbag article, uh, you were talking a little bit about the linebacker position, inside linebacker specifically. Uh, you referenced the Bucks, right, and how how just ha- having uh, David and White was such a big part of what able what they were able to do last year. We know that the Steelers obviously would like to add another off-ball linebacker, even though Robert Spillane will be back. You still kind of need a, a trio there if you, if you have any type of injury throughout the season. As we sit here today, you think it's more likely that, A, the Steelers could still sign somebody you know, on the cheap, maybe one of these B or C-level free agents to kind of address that need. Um, maybe a guy that I've been stumping for, K.J. Wright, who's still out there, mm-hmm. Arthur Mutt, Um Or option B that they're going to have to use a high draft pick to address this yeah it's it's interesting I mean I I wouldn't hate option B I almost kind of talked myself into it writing my mailbag today but what I kept coming back to is if you think Robert Spillane can can be a guy that plays next to Devin Bush 
almost every down, you know, almost every snap, be a three down guy, allow you to kind of play with, with basically that four, two, five nickel defense, then, you know, you, you can use your, your high draft pick to fill other holes on the roster. And we've, we've talked about it. I mean, slot corner, that guy's essentially a starter in your defense. So mm-hmm. you're, you're really missing a starter in the secondary. But if you think Robert Spillane is, as I just called Kalen Balaj, you know, if you think he's just the guy, then yeah, you, you do want to go out there and try to find that running mate for Devin Bush that, uh, you know, you, you haven't had a tandem at that position in, in so long that you can really feel mm-hmm. good about it in a perfect world. You know, Ryan Shazier would still be here playing at a high level for this defense, but uh, that, that position has been a revolving door. They, they moved up in the draft to get their plan A, B, C, and D and Devin <laughs> Bush. And uh, it, on paper, when you look at what the Bucks did last year with the structure of their defense, it'd be awesome to, to get one of these top three or four uh, inside linebackers in the draft and have those two together at all times. But, uh, you, you only have so many resources to go around, and they've got Robert Spillane playing on a super cheap one-year tender. And uh, if you think you can get by with him and, and maybe even be good with him, then you don't need to spend highly on an inside linebacker. So with that being said, Mr. Backo, what position are the Steelers drafting at pick 24? <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you what. I I think I am a little bit more of a believer in Spillane than others. I, I know, you know, there were some some definite issues in that playoff game. Don't mm-hmm. get me wrong. I mean, he, he was getting kind of blown off the ball, swallowed up at times, and that shows you, you know, what teams saw or didn't see in him for him to go undrafted when he was coming out of college. But uh, he was returning from injury in that game. I thought he put some really good tape out there early in the season uh, and can be a little bit more versatile than Vince Williams. So I'm not going inside linebacker in round one. I'm still not even going defense in round one because, you know, I I think you've got your starting outside corners set in Joe Hayden and Cam Sutton, and and maybe you can find a slot guy later on or or even get uh, a little creative with who fills that role. So I'm still thinking running back. I mean, I just think it's kind of not a no-brainer, but uh, it's just like the most obvious thing. You need a guy who's your, your every down bell cow there we know mike tomlin likes to have that we know that the the scheme is probably going to change hopefully it's going to change with matt canada calling the shots and uh if you're going to be giving a guy 20 25 carries a game uh you want it to be someone that you feel really good about and and can kind of transform that ground game so i I like the idea of uh you know getting a travis etn or Najee harris with your first rounder Brian, uh, you had some tweets yesterday, some news broke yesterday, and you know my ears perked up like a bunny rabbit when I heard that Carl Joseph, the former Mountaineer, was in town or is traveling to town today, maybe uh, is the better way to put it, to meet with the Steelers. You mentioned there just a moment ago getting creative with that slot corner position. Could this be the answer? A guy who is... Uh, First-round pick five years ago, a little undersized but has talent, uh, has been with the Raiders and the Browns, hasn't, you know lit the scene up but has been a starter a, a a dependable starter for both of those teams at the same time when when you when I saw that yesterday I, I wonder if you thought the same thing when I saw Carl Joseph you know being brought in a lot of people thought hey yeah he'd be a great third safety to which I agree with that obviously but my first thought was man are they trying to do more creative stuff with Minka do they have creative ideas with Carl Joseph in mind uh, what do you make of all that 
Yeah, that, that's where my mind was going, too. Let's great minds think alike because, <laughs> I mean, at worst case, I think he's an upgrade over the dudes you've been running out at that you know, third safety role the last few years, whether it's Sean Davis or, or Cameron Kelly. I know he didn't, you know, Carl Joseph didn't grade out well on pro football focus last year. I think he was 80th out of 93 safeties uh, who qualified. But that, that's just one piece uh, of the discussion. That's not the be-all, end-all. He did have a couple picks, including one in the postseason, uh, a few fumble recoveries, including one against the Steelers for a touchdown. <laughs> so uh, I still think he can can play at a pretty good level. From what I've seen of him, he, he's usually pretty far from the line of scrimmage, but good closing speed and, and obviously a hard hitter. So, yeah, like I said, worst-case scenario, he's a, a, a much better backup, I think, than you've had in best case. Maybe he's in that top 11 defenders for you in, in 2021. And I think – I don't know if Minko would bristle with the idea of moving around a lot. It seems like that's kind of why he wasn't loving life down in Miami. You talk about places that are a little bit nicer to live than Pittsburgh. He had it pretty good with the <laughs> Dolphins. Uh, Terrell Edmonds, though, is the one to me where – you know, if you've got a defense structured, you know, you're, you're too high with Carl Joseph and Minka, and Edmonds is kind of just, uh, you know, the, the queen on your chessboard, if, mm. if he's up for that, uh, I'd be curious to, to see it. And, you know, I remember we were talking about that this time last year. They didn't really have much of an offseason to tinker with Terrell Edmonds. Maybe this year they will. Uh, I thought he took some steps forward in coverage last year for sure, and uh, it's certainly a big year for him, maybe make or break, depending on this fifth-year option decision. So – do you anticipate seeing the Steelers make another significant move in free agency to make a move like that before the draft happens? Ooh, you just listen to, uh, to what Mike Tomlin has, has always kind of <laughs> said uh, about Carl Joseph. I mean, he seems like, uh, you know, just one of the Steelers type of guys. So, yeah, I, I think, you know, for the most part, most, I, I don't have any inside info. Neither Carl nor Mike nor Kevin have called me recently. <laughs> but uh, just I feel like when the Steelers bring a guy in for a visit, they're pretty serious. And in the NFL, uh, if you leave without signing, you're, you're probably not going to circle back. So, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll right now say that uh, it seems like there's some smoke to this fire and maybe the Steelers bring in a guy who was with the Browns last year and Carl Joseph. Gentlemen, I have not purchased a Steelers jersey since I was a sophomore in college. Uh-oh. 2010. I bought a Troy Polamalu jersey. That's hey the now. last Steelers jersey I purchased. I tell you what, Carl Joseph makes his way into the black and gold. I might have to change that one, Mr. Backo. That might have to happen. Uh, Motsi, you all, you all good with our I'm party? Good over you all here. good yes, with our party? Motsi's laughing over there. <laughs> Brian Backo, but our guest here on the Steelers Blitz. Make sure you're reading all of his work in the Post-Gazette, listening to him here with us just about every single Thursday on the show. He does not do cap. Buddy, we appreciate your time as always. Great stuff, and enjoy the weekend. Yeah, thanks for having me on, as always. See you guys. That's our guy, Brian Becko. The one and only. The one and only. And, you know, he just that, that Brian Becko. Always, always interesting stuff from him. I, I think he's right. I, I don't know, man. It really feels like running back at 24. You think there's a you chance? You know I'm still holding true to the linebacker. You think there's a chance the Steelers could trade down? Like, I'm really starting to think that they might trade down. Like, let me ask you this, okay? Would you rather have pick 24 and 55, mm-hmm. okay? Or would you rather have pick 36, 55, and you add an extra pick in the 60s? You know my philosophy. I'm different. I don't want more picks. I, I'd rather move up. If I know I love this guy, I want to just move up and get this guy. 
I don't really like sitting at 24 waiting. I, 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 I want to move up. Now, see, I agree with you yeah. on that philosophy, but is there a guy in your mind that you view like like, like how we did with Devin Bush, right? Mm-hmm. We said missing piece yeah. right there. Is there. Do you see that as, as – is there a missing piece guy this time around to you? Travis Etienne, if he's in that, if he's in that vicinity, if he's in like that if, vicinity, like if we get to pick fifteen and he's exactly. still, and he's still on the, if there's yes. been five quarterbacks and exactly. five wide receivers, because we've seen how some of these mocks yeah. have it, they have it where it's quarterback heavy, receiver heavy, some mocks a have defender, ETN still there at twenty four, exactly. Wins. So I feel like if he's there in that teen range, I'm moving up to go get him. I'm not, I'm not gonna sit there and hope and wish that he makes it to twenty four. Mm. I would rather just go pull the trigger because I mm. think that can be the missing piece. That's 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 when you go and, and make those type of moves. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Are you Michael Parsons another guy? If he's there in those, <laughs> I'm moving up. I don't want to move backwards. Because like if if I've sat there and it's twenty and okay, none of these guys are there, then sure you move back. That makes perfect sense. But you know how the draft gets. Yes. It gets wacky at times. Mm-hmm. And if one of those guys are available to you and you can make that move, you gotta make that move. That's just what I because if you're a team who truly thinks yes. that you're in a Super Bowl window, right? Like we're not. It, right. It makes sense for the Eagles to trade back and get more Correct. draft capital. Mm-hmm. Even the Patriots, not, like the, it makes sense for them. They're not doing squat right. in the next year or two, anyways. But for us, it's like we have a lot already here. We just really need okay about five pieces: offensive line, running mm-hmm. back, linebackers. Yeah. Yeah. Third corner. Yeah. Whew. I, I, Spicy. Spicy. You know what's funny, Arthur Motes is like. You think we can see them move up again though? They've done it before. Not massively, but but if it were something like seventeen, you know, like because the year s- where they moved with Devin, that was ten. That was eight. Wasn't it eighteen? No, to I 10? thought they were picking at twenty. I thought they were picking at eighteen. Okay, I'm pretty sure. So, so eight, eight picks. I think that's eight. about right. Okay, if they could, if they would move up to sixteen. Would yeah, be that'd be perfect. Yes, yes. I, like Absolutely. I don't see them moving up to nine or ten or eleven. Right, that would cost a little bit more. That would cost. cost a, a that would cost more. a lot of capital. Um. But yeah, if 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 pick 16, 17 rolls around yeah. and they're like, "Hey man, we didn't think we have this guy top 10 and he's still sitting there." You got to get him. That's 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 my thought process. If you are like like has been the mantra, right, since shortly after the season ended to try and run it back and win a Super Bowl this year, I I I think I'm with you on that. Now is not the time to be um stockpiling for the future, Very shall we true. Say. Arthur Motes, Wesley Euler. It is the Steelers Blitz on SNR. Reminder, everything we do here, if you're listening to us live right now, you can get us in podcast form as well, too. On demand, wherever you get your podcast, just search Steelers Blitz with a Z. Z, Z, Z. And that uh, will get you our podcast right to your phone, to your apps, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you want to get us, right? Anywhere. On demand, commercial free. We're twice a week during the off season. And if you're listening to us on the podcast, what's you know, your favorite podcast? Favorite podcast? Absolutely. Just, just know that. If you're listening to us on the podcast, if you are a subscriber to the Steelers Blitz, and you listen, you know, whenever you listen tomorrow, you listen in a couple days, you're listening tonight, and you think, hey, you know what? I'd like to tweet them some questions. I'd like to get involved with the show. Tuesday, Thursday at noon throughout the off season is when we're recording these things. So you can obviously rock and roll with us and get your tweets and your questions in then. We've got a bunch of him here, Motsi. We got me with this typical three-pack of questions. We've got Thrash with a really good point about holidays here and the Super Bowl. And we've got Joe asking a question about Sam Darnold. Plenty of tweets to get to that we will when we come back here. We'll also... 
do our weekly Hall of Honor mm-hmm. conversation. Uh, we're going to hear from Stan Saverin and Merrill Hodge a little bit uh, discussing some guys from the 80s in their Hall of Honor candidacy. Might be some familiar names brought up in that conversation. Stick with us to find out. He's Arthur Motes. I'm Wesley Euler. Uh, last chance to get those tweets in. Uh, knuckleheads. Hey, now. At Wesley Euler at the Body 52. <laughs> the Body. You're listening to the Steelers Blitz on SNR.